Vox Quick Hits. Uh, this is Worldly, part of the Vox Media Podcast Network. I am Zach Beecham, here with Jen Williams and Alex Ward, the show's hosts. And we want to talk about what's been going on in India, uh, where there have been massive protests by farmers protesting agricultural bills that, to make a very complicated story much shorter, make it easier for large corporations to siege a larger market share and squeeze out small farmers in India. The small farmers are not appreciative of this and have taken over roads outside the capital. Uh, and the government has responded at times with really forceful, violent repression, including using water cannons on protesters and beating them. And it's a real dramatic situation, uh, one that came to become an international controversy when, of all people, Rihanna, yes, yes, the Rihanna, the, the singer, got involved, right? Now, now, how did that happen, right? Like, what's the Rihanna angle on this very important Indian domestic story? She tweeted about it. She tweeted a CNN article about the government's repression, shutting off the Internet and, and a whole bunch of other stuff uh, on these farmers and basically said, like, why aren't more people talking about this? Now, granted, CNN was talking about it. We at Vox have reported it um, and we're doing a podcast on it. But it has to be said, like, the fact that she has over 100 million Twitter followers, it, it made this a big thing. But it also sparked a, a culture war effectively in India over this, where the supporters of the government and, and these agricultural reforms you know, just trashed her and, and 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 trolls that were like basically, you know, organized by the government went after her, calling her horrible names, digging up raunchy photos, um, you know, digging up parts from her past that she would rather not have brought up again. And just it got really personal. Um, and it turned what was uh, at somewhat initially like a legitimate policy debate over agricultural reform into a bigger one about like, can other celebrities really get involved in this issue? Can the government be criticized? Are these, you know, are celebrities like acting in bad faith and trying to be agents of these farmers and and uh, these farmers are mostly Sikh and the government's Hindu and like, are, is Rihanna a secret Sikh now? Like, or whatever it is. So she waded in and now she's like somewhat of a symbolic figure in this whole months long fight in India. Yeah. And it's it's not just Rihanna. There were many celebrities um, who expressed solidarity with the farmers uh, Greta Thunberg, the climate activist, um, but a whole lot of other people. Vanessa Nakate, who's also a young climate activist from Uganda. Um, Vice President Kamala Harris's niece, Mina Harris, uh, basically said that everyone should be outraged by the Internet shutdowns and the violence against protesters and said that uh, as we speak, the most populous democracy is under assault. It, it, you know, there was a whole John Cusack, like a lot of people got involved, but it seemed to be, in particular, Rihanna and, to to some degree, Greta Thunberg in particular, who were kind of targeted for the most hatred and the, the ugliest. Mm, what do they have in common? Yeah, exactly. Um, and a lot of this hatred was very sexist, overtly. Um, it was also incredibly racist in, in the case of Rihanna. Some people, some trolls were tweeting their support for slavery and saying this is why it's a good thing. They were, you know, Alex kind of flicked at it, but some had posted really awful photos of her um, after she had been abused by her ex-boyfriend and saying we are wrong about him, thanking him. Like, it got ugly and horrible. 
to somewhat a lesser degree, Greta Thunberg, uh, this famous Bollywood actress, called her a spoiled brat. But it got really nasty. And I think, you know, that's something that is really important to understand about this, that the Modi government has been really good at weaponizing the Internet and its army of supporters online to kind of quash dissent and attack anyone who internationally tries to weigh in in opposition to government policy. And, you know, again, it it really took on this ugly kind of Hindu nationalist, very sexist um, bent really quickly rather than, you know, an actual policy debate or people saying, hey, Rihanna, here's what's actually going on. Let's have a conversation. Like, that's not what was going on. It was ugly. And I think it's symbolic of how Modi has tried to kind of organize his followers in a way to really crack down on dissent anywhere. Yeah. The the reason we talk about the internet reaction to Western celebrities getting involved is not because Western celebrities are the real victims here, though obviously I don't want to minimize what happened to them, right? The, the central issue here uh, is what is happening to the farmers and the policies that are going on in India, which is what they wanted to raise attention about in the first place. And in our fall episode, which you should check out, we get really into the weeds of how the policy works and, and why it's been such a flashpoint inside India. But the reason that we're talking about this here is because it highlights, as, as Jen was just flicking at, the way in which Modi is reconstituting Indian society, moving it from what was generally understood to be an incredible democratic and pluralist success story, right? You had a country that's astonishingly diverse internally in terms of its religious and ethnic makeup that after independence in 1948 worked really hard and in often unsuccessfully and went backwards and, and made real errors, but to make, in general, made multiculturalism, pluralism, and religious tolerance the central official doctrines of, of the Indian state, right? The idea and the purpose of the Indian government was to uphold the rights of all sorts of different Indians and remain a place where people of different backgrounds can coexist using democracy as a framework for resolving intercommunal disagreements, right? You vote, but you vote within, with the understanding that everybody has certain basic rights that can't be violated by the state. Uh, Modi's party, the BJP, is a Hindu nationalist party that rejects this, this basic pluralist idea, how India is supposed to operate. It is, uh, for all intents and purposes, a Hindu supremacist party. And it in implementing this ideology, it has often crossed the line from uh, a politics of ethnic supremacy into a politics of outright authoritarianism, a line that I believe is, is pretty much always going to be crossed by this kind of politics, though that's controversial among people, scholars of democracy, who think that a liberal democracy is, is sometimes a thing. It is not, I don't believe, and it certainly does not appear to be the case under Modi, who has been systematically corrupting India's public institutions, uh, including the utilization of online spaces to discredit her and harass critics, right? And so what we're seeing internationally is a manifestation of what's happening domestically. It shows the ways in which new information technologies are helping Modi undermine democratic institutions from within, turning things like online discussion platforms, which should be a zone for free speech, into ways of marginalizing and humiliating and even threatening dissenters and pushing them out of the public sphere. Now, you're not going to get Rihanna to you know stop being a famous singer. They may very well get Rihanna to stop talking about Indian public policy as a result of this experience. And if you think that there's uh, you know a deterrent effect on a, a rich and powerful Western celebrity, 
imagine if you're an Indian journalist or political activist and you had to face this kind of vicious, especially gendered harassment if you're a woman. Um, and now imagine a whole country in which the government is actively stoking this kind of sentiment and pairing it with legal crackdowns on individual freedoms, individual rights, and uh, the ability of the press to do their job in India. And I think you put that all together and you should paint a picture that will make you very worried about the future of democracy in what is supposed to be the world's most populous democracy. And good luck getting Rihanna to do a concert in India anytime soon. Uh, if you liked what you heard here in this conversation, I really encourage you to check out the full discussion, which is at Worldly, W-O-R-L-D-L-Y. Uh, you can find it wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever. And that's where we really help you understand what's going on in India, the specifics of this policy, and why it has become such a flashpoint.